I mentioned earlier that uh, there's open Eddington today. Eddington, unless you, you probably do know this, of course, because you live in Cambridge, most of you, um, it's a, an, a new area just in the outskirts of Cambridge. Now, I caught up with archaeologist Marcus Britton. He's a site director at Site 9. I think he said it was 9 of 10. Um, and that's at the Northwest Cambridge Development. The dig is part of today's Open Eddington, as I said, and you can pop along there. So he'll tell you all about it now. You've got an open day going on today, Marcus, haven't you? Tell us about that. Yes, we've got an open day. It's part of Open Eddington, which is a much broader open day for the whole of the development complex here. We've had an archaeological excavation that started just three weeks ago. Um, So we're still very early days in our project, but this is an opportunity for people to come down, see what we're doing, see the site, which is rather fantastic, have a walk around, as well as to touch some of the artefacts and speak to some of our specialists. And hopefully that will give them a a true picture, really, of what we have done so far and what we expect to do in the coming weeks. And you started this dig back in 2012. Was that a really exciting time? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in all honesty, we started in 2009 by putting hundreds of trenches across this entire landscape. From that, we could have judged the particular areas of significance. And then in 2012, we opened some very large sites in different parts of the development complex. That was phase one. But we're now entering into phase two. And of course, the excavation that we've got now is one of those areas that we identified as being of a particular significance. Did you have a good idea that you were going to find stuff here before you started? I mean, did you think, yeah, there was a settlement here? Did you have any knowledge about the area? Well, the previous investigations have illustrated that under much of the northwest Cambridge development, there are many farmsteads of Roman date um, which have all the trappings of life as well as death. They've got cemeteries as well as the houses in which people are living and the enclosures that surround each of those components. In this particular site where we're situated, we did identify in 2009 that there was a mass of building materials in a particular pocket of the landscape. Now this sort of stuff you don't normally find, this is really rare. In other words, a high status building, really rare building for Cambridge and generally not the sort of thing that you find across the country. But it was very localised in one part of the field. So we expected that actually this was underneath the park and ride, the Maddingley Road park and ride and probably not in the actual field in which we're now digging. So really what we wanted to do was just to give context to that really high status building. But of course, when we actually started to open up the land, other things started to emerge, and it now appears we have that high status building. In fact, we have three of them. Three fantastic buildings, one of which made of masonry, all of these different materials that would have come from different parts of the landscape, maybe even different parts of the Roman Empire, and another couple of buildings which are monumental in their scale. Really not the sort of thing that, let's say, normal people would have lived in. Very high status indeed. So this would have been a villa or something like that, a very large villa? It's a villa complex. The whole of the complex is enclosed by a series of ditches in a rectangular enclosure, a compound if you like. A gated enclosure. (laughs) It probably is, yeah. And on one side of that enclosure we have this large masonry house. It's called a winged villa. Think of like a U that's been slightly squashed, and that's the sort of shape that we're looking at. And we've got the floor deposits, that foundation layer. We've only just started to excavate it, so the character of that villa is still uh, coming to light. 
And then one of the other buildings we call an aisled building. And this is a long rectangular building with huge post holes right down the centre, two pairs of these post holes. You know, almost like tree trunks, they're absolutely enormous. Mm. And around the outside of that, a wall, or at least the foundation of a wall and this grand entrance, this opening into that grand hall. And what we're trying to do now is to understand the sequence. Which building came first? Were they both there at the same time? Is there some sort of uh, higher status in one building than the other? Mm -hmm. And of course, what exactly is the status of the person and the individuals, the family living in that building um, or those buildings? You know, these are big questions. How do you jigsaw this together? Is it just by, I'm assuming it's by the finds that you make, the, the artifacts that you dig up? Uh, a lot of it is from that, absolutely. We've got a series of specialists who know an awful lot about pottery or an awful lot about glass, and through that combined knowledge we can start to build a picture. And of course it's the stuff in the ground as well, very delicate remains. Um, and working very carefully and closely with that will hopefully build the sequence and of course all the other sites that we've excavated in the area allow us to compare and contrast the archaeology that we have here today. And we're actually in the middle of a two-week volunteer public dig. Um, there's one week left of that to go and so the volunteers that we've had on site, members of uh, the public and members of the University of Wales, have all contributed in some way to that bigger picture, both in terms of digging in the ground and, you know, and offering their ideas as to what we're finding. That's great, actually. I love the idea of volunteers being able to come on and, and help you. Uh, I dare say there can be a hindrance as well at times, but, uh, you know, as long as they stick to what they're given to do, I'm assuming they can be a great help. Well, you know, they add to logistical complexity, but ultimately they are, yes, they're adding both the, the, the sweat and the blood that is required to dig a site like this, bringing fresh new ideas into the whole thing as well. And, you know, spreading the word. Yeah. You know, it's, it's great that they can be a part of this. How quickly after you started the dig did you actually start to find things? Well, within a few days. So, really? you know, we don't take all of this topsoil off with our bare hands. We have large dumper trucks and 360 excavators that do that hard work for us. Um, so it doesn't take long before you start to reveal those subsurface layers. And yeah, they started hitting building stone and mortared floor surfaces. Uh, you know, the blood starts to boil, the excitement rises, and when you realise that what you were looking for is here underneath our feet as opposed mm -hmm. to underneath the car park, you know, we knew we had something special. Yeah, so a much, much bigger site than you'd initially envisaged. You, yeah, and you know, clearly one that's going to take us uh, a lot more work than we had envisaged as well. So tell us about some of the things that you found then. Obviously foundations and floors and things like that. Any artefacts of interest? Yeah, there's a lot of metalwork coming up. We've had an awful lot of coins and pieces of lead. Some of those lead pieces are also moulded into shapes. So we've had the, uh, the foot or the boot of a, a figurine of some sort. Um, we've also got this lead strip on which we can see that there is a figure impressed into it, a seated figure in robes and togas. Wow. Um, we need to get some conservation specialists to, un to unfold the whole strip and maybe see exactly what that is uh, telling us, but you know, to have a, an actual image of the person who may have lived here, or yeah. you know, at least the people that uh, resided in this landscape at that time, yeah, that's remarkable. And potentially you may find them themselves eventually as well. I'm assuming well, you are finding burial sites and whatnot. In the broader landscape, we have had burial sites. As of yet in this one, there's been no actual identification that there is a cemetery here, but yeah, you could find individual burials or body parts. It's not out of the question, not yet. So what's going to happen today? What are you expecting to happen today on site here? Well, we're going to have tours of the site. So every half an hour, um, people can come and start off the tour in the main compound where we've got displays with posters and artefacts on display, as well as 
some of our specialists able to impart their knowledge. There's various things for the children to do to get their hands actually on reconstructed artifacts, maybe some of the clothing that people would have worn in Roman times. And then we'll step foot on the site itself with some of our on-team specialists um, and try and build that picture and, and show people what we've done so far and what we expect to do in the coming weeks. Yes, because we're standing in a room at the moment with lots of pictures and maps and things on, on the wall showing wh wh what's going on and where we are. Yeah, there's an awful lot of work that's been conducted in Cambridge. Um, our own company and various others over the last 30 years have massively expanded the picture of of Roman Cambridge and the periods that preceded that. Mm -hmm. So to be able to fit this particular site into that broader story is now becoming a possibility. Yeah. Um, and it's the icing on the cake, really, the hole in the puzzle that, as of yet, was was left unfilled. But uh, you know, we should now be able to do that. How do people get into the site? Do they come through? Do, do they, where do they park? Where, where do they go? Well, they can park in Maddingley Road Park and Ride. It's free to park. There are various pathways that then lead into the Eddington Complex. Um, to get onto the archaeological site, uh, they'll have to come down Turing Way. Um, most of these names aren't actually the GPS yet, but I'm sure <laughs> it will all be fully signposted on the day. Mm -hmm. Head for Sainsbury's. That's the, the, key, the key place where everything then fans out. And there'll be all sorts of people around wearing yellow jackets um, and name badges, and they'll be able to point you in the right direction. Excellent. One last question. What's your favourite discovery on this site so far? Do you have one? discovery? <laughs> you know, it's the villa itself. I've never dug a villa. Most of us have never dug a villa. Really? Um, you know, we found bits of stuff that would have been in high-status buildings, mm. but... You know, it's not a single object, it's that foundation, that footing of a big house that, you know, a grand person would once have lived in. And the flooring, is the tile, are the tiles still there? Can you see them? Uh, yeah, we've got hundreds, maybe even thousands of pieces of mosaic floor from a lot of different parts of the land, uh, the, the actual site. Um, whether we've got any in situ mosaic or not still remains to be seen, but mm. it's a strong possibility. There's enough there that looks like there's good preservation of the floor deposit itself, but we haven't quite got to that layer yet. We're, we're tantalisingly close. Well, this is really exciting. I hope you get lots of people coming down, kids and adults alike, because I think this is a fascinating area. The whole family, please come down. Yes. Absolutely. Have a great day. Thank, thank you, you very, very much, much, Marcus. Cheers, thank you. And thanks go to Marcus Britton there, who's a site director of that dig just outside Eddington on the Northwest Cambridge development. Now that's part, Open Eddington is part of Open Cambridge, which started yesterday and is going on today. I'll tell you more information about that in a little while. In the meantime, of course, I couldn't resist it, could I? It's the Mock Turtles. Can you dig it? Get it? ho, <laughs> ho.